Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. This morning on the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. It's the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Third and short for the Colts. Quick shotgun snap for Richardson. Big run for the Colts. There they go. Indianapolis inside the 20. Zach Moss the 10. He's at the 5. Touchdown. Zach Moss rips it away from 56 yards out. In the pocket is Richardson going to take a shot downfield looking for Josh Downs. And he's got it. A huge chunk play for Downs. Down to the 16-yard line. Rookie to rookie on the connection. Anthony Richardson's going to pull it out. He's going to run it right side. He's across the 25, trying to get to the 30. He's down to the 29. And Anthony Richardson is down on the field, and Lara Overton looks like he's pointing to his right shoulder after taking a shot on that rushing play. Anthony Richardson is currently sitting on the field, writhing in pain. He is grabbing his right shoulder. He is visibly in pain right now. Here's an end around by Tennessee. Running right side, the 15, the 10. They cut back at the 5. Here's Spears into the end zone for a touchdown. shoot to Moss. Slithering, bouncing off tacklers. He's in there! Rolling out right side, going to throw it back, and this is a catch by Jonathan Taylor. Here comes the convoy. He's at the 40. He's at the 35, and then he is blasted out of bounds. But that's a big play on the running back screen. This is fourth and a long yard. Colts lead 20-16. to 16. Here we go. They give it to Derrick Henry. No. He is hit at the line no. of scrimmage. Pushed backwards, and the Colts defense has come up with a stop. Zaire Franklin in the face of Derrick Henry. A stop on fourth down. Shotgun snap for Minshew. Go. Flings it near side. Caught by Zach Moss. Stiff arms. He's waiting for a first down. There he goes. Near sideline. He's at the 30, the 35-yard line. And it's pushed out of bounds. What a tremendous game Zach Moss is having. Tannehill between the hash marks. Three receivers deployed to the right side. Spears is back to the left. Waiting on a shotgun snap. He takes it. Belt high. Backs the throw. In the pocket. Looking. Going to chuck it downfield. It's picked off by the Colts. Intercepted by Indianapolis at the 50-yard line. And that's Julian Blackman with the game-sealing interception. Alright, a reaction Monday coming up right now on The Fan. It's the Wake Up Call broadcasting live from the DriveHubler.com studios. A lot of good sprinkled in some bet. What an absolute crazy weekend. The Colts win. You almost forget about that. Zach Moss, fantastic. All mixed in with the Jonathan Taylor contract becoming official on Saturday. And then, of course, the Anthony Richardson injury. And if you're just waking up, Ian Rappaport and now others reporting a grade three AC joint sprain in that throwing shoulder. You're looking at about a month. Uh, so, wow, how narratives can change in the NFL so very fast. KB and Andy hanging out with you until 10 o'clock. He's Kevin Bowen. I'm Andy Sweeney. KB, it's good to see you this morning. I assume the trip went well, and now it's time ta- And now it's time to talk about AC <laughs> joints for the next three hours, good sir. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did go well. Certainly a little bit of work on Saturday afternoon that I wasn't necessarily Boy. expecting. How was that? And- so, <laughs> Luckily, I had something pre-written. Okay. But, you know, the, the- I was hoping so man let's just say i i I had to get the dust off that article because i had i I had written that quite a while (laughs) is the wife unhappy when that happens she was very understanding okay Okay. so she was was understanding that's good she was very understanding and then yesterday it it is such a uh, such an awkward feeling like it's a roller coaster that's what it is you want to be like first win in a, a year at lucas oil stadium and you out bullied the big brother who had done that to you for the last X amount of years and um, there were so many individual efforts of a Zach Moss and a Josh Downs and Zaire Franklin continuing to do it that should and deserve to be celebrated but every time I get myself down that path Andy the sour taste of Anthony Richardson is the thing that almost kind of supersedes it all for me and I think our listeners know that you know this topic 
to me, is the most important aspect of the season is his development, the reps he gets, the progress he shows, all of those things. And now, even even if this injury was two weeks, Andy, and sure. not potentially a month or longer, right? there's no way anyone can ignore the elephant in the room, and that is the legitimate question of the availability of Anthony Richardson moving forward. And I know this sounds big to say, but the career window of him, what does that look like? I know maybe it's not something that we'll dive fully into today because I do think we should give proper attention to the victory yesterday. But how can you not at least have that question as we are now five games into his NFL career and he has missed half of the playing time and now that looks to be obviously a number that's going to rise significantly. So now I know, you know, sitting here, I'm looking at you guys. You guys are fathers, you're veterans and all of this. Now I know what it is to be up basically all night on a Saturday <laughs> night that doesn't involve... You're not watching uh, Pac-12 after yeah, dark. it doesn't involve chasing the Hawaii game late into the night. So I get up, uh, you know, kind of get up uh, through... you know, a long night with little gas and it's Sunday and I tell the wife, listen, I'm going to this Colts game, okay? I'm going to this Colts game and right when he got tackled and he pointed to that shoulder and he was down and he was writhing in pain. Make no mistake about it, Anthony Richardson was absolutely in pain yeah, Lara on Sunday. Yeah, it perfectly right yeah, there. Yeah, the I mean, he was down and you knew immediately like it wasn't good. Immediately, all the gas bags in the press conference, J.M. V's up there. You know, I got Brendan King next to me, who I'd never met. Smelled fantastic, by the way. Whoa. Uh, so a little nice. Old Spice smell to him. I, I, I didn't that, have the Brendan King <laughs> smell on the bingo and, card and so, at 706. And, and, and immediately everyone's going, oh, that's a month. That's six weeks. You know, we all know everything about injuries. Uh, and he walks to, you know, he limps. I mean, my man was moving slow to... Uh, that you know, shoulder was hanging. The, the shoulder was hanging. At one point, I didn't think he was even going to go into the blue tent. Uh, but, you know, he was in there not too long, and then immediately to the locker room and you're right it's such an emotional roller coaster of a weekend for the Colts because you get a win and you get a big win and you get a bullying win and then I'm out spreading mulch on Saturday and then the news breaks and you're out doing whatever the hell you know the the Bowens do in Arizona (laughs) out on the west coast and and you know besides watching Notre Dame embarrass themselves which we can get to at some point and then the Jonathan Taylor news breaks and it's a very similar number and structure that that you have talked about and we've had a conversation so you're feeling good on Saturday you know JT's gonna be running out of that tunnel which he did second to last AR was last uh he runs out of the tunnel you know he gets 10 snaps or whatever and then you know the injury the win what a roller coaster of a weekend because it was a damn good win by the Colts it was a damn good performance O-line some guys on the defense Zach Moss fantastic yet again and just the energy of getting Jonathan Taylor he's yours right in the prime of his career the next couple seasons, uh, but it's all overshadowed by the grim reality that Anthony Richardson cannot stay healthy in the NFL, and that is a tough pill to swallow. It is, but that's, man, that's how I feel. I'm at like a seven and a half, eight in worry about Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I'm like an eight out of ten. I am easily there, um, and for a couple reasons, Andy. It's four separate injuries so far through the first five games of his NFL career. I would not call any of the hits uh, beyond malicious or to the point where they would be suspendable hits. We have yet to see a 300-pounder in the pocket fall on him. Uh, we've yet to see, you know, sometimes you see quarterback injuries where guys just roll up on you yeah. in the pocket. No one's went after his legs. A defensive lineman's hit him low, right? I know it's a penalty, but again, those things happen. These have been four running plays. They all have been outside of the pocket, and... I think a question you had exiting Florida, Andy, was just 13 games. That is such a small sample size. You watched Lamar Jackson up close and personal at Louisville. That guy was available for Louisville for all three of his seasons there. Three yep. seasons is a long time of playing college football. And Lamar, through the first couple of years in the NFL, had been healthy. You know, he's obviously missed the last couple of Decembers. But, you know, that's a guy that, again, you're going off of three times the sample size in college. Richardson, albeit built much differently than Lamar Jackson, just didn't have that. So, honestly, hand raised. I probably should have play, paid a little bit more attention to when we talk in experience, we also are talking 
one season does not all of a sudden mean you are some durable, durable piece. Like showing it year in and year out. Josh Allen had played a lot more at Wyoming. You know, Jalen Hurts. I'm trying to think of the, the other quarterback style. Oh, Jalen Hurts had played so much. He's an old man in college football. Right. So, <laughs> right? you know, it, that is something we probably should have, again, paid a little bit more of attention to, but I think it was just chalked up to, oh, he's 6'4 and 255. Remember, he put on 10 pounds since his final year at Florida, and yet these hits, when you do expose yourself to more of them, which he does as a runner, you're naturally going to run a little bit of a higher risk with all of that. Having said that, Andy, I do think, considering the opponent, considering the style of win that you had, the victory deserves proper attention on this Monday. Obviously, we'll talk Richardson. Certainly, we'll talk to Taylor Contract. Those are two topics we can get to Monday through Friday this week. But you outbullied the team that has done that to you. And, and whether, you stopped Derrick uh, Henry. Right, whether Henry it didn't was do anything. stopping Henry to 3.3 yards yeah. per carry, or I thought your offensive line set a little bit of a 2018 tone to it, a little bit of a Jonathan Taylor league rushing champ tone to it from a couple of years back. And even if you take out the big Zach Moss run, just remove that from the game, he's still five yards per carry against the league's top rushing ranked defense and I thought the sequence of you stuffing Henry on the fourth and one we just heard the clip there from Matt Taylor great reaction per usual from Rick Venturi on that play you're up 20 to 16 right then and there what 10 minutes ago in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter eight minutes ago in the fourth quarter something like that if they convert that they probably punch it in and take the lead so you stuff them there and then you carve out a seven-minute Gardner Minshew gives you everything you could hope for from a backup quarterback. A couple of critical third-down conversions. You ice the clock. You just slowly kind of milk the rest of the time away. And now, to the point that you said, and we'll, we will get there this week, Thursday or Friday probably, but now you set up a, a, a just a massive Week 6 divisional game in Jacksonville with the 3-2 and two Colts and the 3-2 and two Jags. And the winner of that... Uh, has the AFC South lead with the midway point of the season approaching. At any point, uh, and, and I know what you're saying, at any point, any one of these stories would carry us for three hours right. today. And we get <laughs> we get all three of them. It was interesting to be spreading mulch when the ESPN app goes out and it's like, oh, here's a nice little juicy Jonathan Taylor contract on top of your Saturday. And I did think of you. I'll and be I actually honest. felt bad for you. Well, and, and again, l- luckily it wasn't too, too taxing because I had something you know written in, in, in like you said earlier, you know that figure. You know, three for thirty-nine is the number that I've thrown out there most often. You know, three for forty-two obviously is not much, much different from from that. Um, but when I saw Malki Kawa tweet Taylor's agent <laughs> for the shoe, for the shoe, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> man, he, 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 he sounds like he's eager for for Sunday. Is, and, is he going to be up there? Is he going to be up in the press area? Maybe like, a little. Is he going to bang the anvil if Zach Eady yeah. doesn't doesn't make it in town? So for a brief second there, I thought to myself, that's a little odd. Like the guy's making his debut it's not like the Colts necessarily did a whole lot in in creating that and then of course what 10-15 minutes later you have that announcement as you said Andy I didn't want to seek that in 10 snaps for Taylor yesterday six carries for 18 yards obviously a very quiet day on the ground he did have the one screen pass go for 16 but again a major hat tip to Zach Moss for the amount of work he did and I thought a really really big play that we probably won't hit on a whole lot today but he caught a ball out of the backfield on a third down there to start that seven-minute clock-eating drive that you still were backed up there. It was a third and five. He's got to make a good catch. He's got to make a nice run after the catch to get you a first down there. That was no position to wear. If you fall short of the of, of the chains, you'd be going for it. Um, so, Zach Moss, I, again, I... If you're going to give a game ball five games into the season, how do you not give it to him for just um, the committed running style that he's given you a little bit more out of the backfield than I thought was there? Um, and just a really, really nice uh, nice game for him. And we yesterday. can play the sound, but JT said they'd be spooky together uh, in the backfield, those two running. Is that a Halloween and so, yeah, I like that. And so now what's Shane Steichen going to do knowing that Anthony Richardson's going to be unavailable? He's going to get, uh, what was this, either last night or this morning, a second opinion. So I would imagine here in the next few hours, 24 hours, we'll get some more clarity. But this is Minshew's team. And now for you, coming up in 730, what I was thinking, we'll get to a check down here 
here in a minute. Um, what I was thinking is, you know, you have been strong. And, and listen, I want to be clear to, a, to the listeners. You have been right that this season has been all about evaluating Anthony Richardson. I have disagreed only to the stretch of, hey, this team can go win some games. Now that you know Richardson is compromised, that he's not going to be there for at least a month, and then you really start to dig into, well, even if he comes back, he has had so many injury issues, which is a fair question. What is the season about now, right? I mean, is it now is it truly just about wins? Is again Jonathan Taylor back? Is it still getting wins, having a damn good season, and then getting Richardson back in the last month, month and a half of the season, and finishing strong and having him be the quarterback? Now sorting out what they're going to kind of be and look like, knowing that the main focal point of the season is going to be out of commission for a while. Yeah, and again, the report from Ian Rappaport from earlier today, uh, sources Colts starting QB Anthony Richardson received an initial diagnosis of a grade 3 AC joint sprain, which would mean he'd miss a month or more. He has an MRI this morning to confirm. Either way, it's likely Gardner Minshew next week and moving forward. The Colts schedule Andy Sweeney over the next month plus looks like this. Again, at Jacksonville coming up on Sunday. Then you'll have back-to-back home games, Cleveland and New Orleans. If you were to round out that month time frame, again, October 9th today, you're at the Panthers on November 5th. So that Mm -hmm. falls into the month. Again, Ian's initial report is a month or more. You are in Germany to take on New England on November 12th, then your bye week. So if you're just going to play out this sort of month right. or more, I think it's simple to it see. It seems yeah. logical that he would miss the next five games. Your bye week would fall then on week six. He then could return for the final seven. You still have seven games to close out the year. But obviously, those are some topics that we'll get to a little bit later in the show. Uh, fall is alive and well here in Indianapolis. I know it's supposed to warm up a little bit later as the week moves along, but it is crispy here on this Monday morning. I am Kevin Bowen. He is Andy Sweeney. Mark Dykton is with us as well. We'll take your call. 317-239-1070. A ton, ton to react to here on a victory Monday with a little bit of a sour taste. It is the wake-up call with KB and Andy on 93.5-1075. The Fan. Yeah, that's how it sounds. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. To some great stuff from Maytang Company there. KB and Andy hanging out with you. The wake-up call here on the fan. DriveHubler.com studios will continue taking your calls. 239-1070. A reaction Monday. A victorious Monday. Colts winners on Sunday over the Tennessee Titans. Uh, breaking all sorts of streaks. And hell, they just needed to win. And they got it. The Anthony Richardson injury. The Jonathan Taylor contract. KB, it has been a busy Monday morning. Usually one of these stories would carry us three hours. And we have all three converging on us on this Monday. Yeah, and 
and again, I, I think just exiting Lucas Oil, beating the team that's bullied you like that, uh, needs to be celebrated in the immediate aftermath of the game. Obviously, there are some massive topics around that that we've hit on today, but um, there is an element, Andy, where the Colts are just now another AFC South team. And, and since the divisions were realigned in 02 and the creation of the AFC South, the Colts absolutely dominated, throw out the word bully. They were the big brother in the division, unquestionably, whether it was Peyton Manning or even Andrew Luck, you know, when they had won 16 straight in the AFC South. And that has not been the case as of late. And you haven't protected home field. I mean, seven straight home losses, the most in the history of Lucas Oil Stadium, the second longest streak in the history of the Indianapolis Colts. It's a 40-year history. Like, that can't be ignored. So the fact that you said, all right, enough of not being a presence at home, enough of not being a bully within the division, beat the Titans at the game that the Titans have often beat you at. That, to me, is something that, again, deserves to be celebrated. Shane Steichen should be commended for that. Uh, that sequence right there that you just heard, and Mark Dykton, great work as usual on that uh, kind of post-game mashup. The sequence of Zaire Franklin and DeForest Buckner, I think, deserves a lot of credit for that fourth and one stop as well. Andy, if you don't get that stop, the Titans probably punch that in and go up 23-20. Or, excuse me, at the time, I think it was... Was it 2016? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, it yeah. would have been 23-20. So, yeah. so yes. they would have been up 23-20. And now you all of a sudden are saying to Gardner Minshew, hey, man, you got to lead to drive down three with six minutes going yeah, to go quarter. tie or win the game. You know, right? And that's just a different level of pressure we haven't seen from Minshew yet here this season. And the fact that you get that stop and then you, resp- you respond to that stop by going 14 plays... 84 yards, seven-minute drive. I mean, that was just a methodical, clock-eating. You dream of those drives when you have the lead. Critical third downs. You were aided by a big Tennessee penalty as well. Um, That is kind of a tone-defining moment that, again, they've done to you. You haven't done to them. So on this Monday morning, Fans, I think, should be joyous about that because, frankly, they haven't walked out of Lucas Oil Stadium feeling that in quite some time. Uh, yes, there was one woman wearing a Matt Ryan jersey. I was worried about her. She was uh, seemingly intoxicated but having a good time leaving Lucas Oil. But I, I did look at her husband or boyfriend. I thought, what are you doing? Do you not care about your significant other? Do you not care that she was wearing a Matt Ryan jersey? <laughs> it's kind and, of hard to change yeah, that jersey, yeah, too. It, re- it really is. Uh, 239-1070. KB's exactly right. And, and you know, for me, this is, you know, I don't want to say it's a coaching staff win, but here's what I think about Shane Steichen in a win like yesterday. I, I said it was kind of like a staying power win that even when AR goes out of the game, them winning this type of game shows me, you know, and listen, injuries can pile up and things can change as you go in an NFL season, but that the Colts are going to win games this year and they're going to make, and they're going to be teams that think they're better than the Colts and they're going to, they're going to win games and be in games and give team fits. And I just think that's what the Colts are going to be. And, you know, if they, if they would have turned around and got bullied, by Tennessee, it would have been two straight losses at Lucas Oil. It would have been a disappointing overtime loss, and then it would have been, okay, yeah, we're losing our quarterback for a month, month and a half maybe, and then on top of it, we're also losing to Mike Vrabel, who basically has like two players that you care about, and and I'm with you. The offensive line, you know, we had a caller say, why aren't you guys talking, you know, last hour, why aren't you guys talking more about the offensive line and about Zach Moss and about all these different things, And, and while... Listen, the biggest stories are still the Richardson injury. It's still a huge story that Jonathan Taylor is going to be an Indianapolis Colt for the next couple of years and a good deal by the Colts and a good deal for Jonathan Taylor. The reality here is we didn't open the show saying, damn, that offensive line stunk it up. We didn't say, wow, the, uh, what did we say, Autry? I mean, didn't we talk about how he was going to yeah, have... very, very I mean, quiet. He, he had two tackles and one quarterback hit the entire game. And I never thought whether it was Richardson 
or Gardner Minshew that the quarterback was consistently picking himself off the ground. And then on top of it, being able to run the football. And Zach Moss has been, and I know he missed game one. And you saw how truly bad Deion Jackson was that he straight up got cut because of how bad he was week one. I mean, if you made me choose an MVP of this team, Zach Moss would be the would potentially be the MVP. I know you could go to Minshew and you could go to the way the defensive line has played and and there would be other guys you could go to uh, but for me Moss has been so has, has been so strong there I, I just think it was a stain power type win for the Indianapolis Colts and you know you could have left Lucas Oil yesterday with another loss to the Titans with over a year winning in Lucas Oil going on the road to Jacksonville who just got a big win over Buffalo and your starting quarterback being and maybe not severely injured but an injury that's going to take some time to come back from uh, and they didn't do any of it I, I just outside of probably the overtime in the first half of the Rams game and you could say maybe even parts of Jacksonville week one I feel like Steichen and this staff They've got just about everything out of the talent that they've had. I mean, they've had to put backup offensive linemen in there. It, it, look at yesterday, right? I mean, yeah. look, Freeland, they, much, they, much they, better. I yeah. mean, they, they've had to go to backup running backs the first essentially five weeks of the season, and they've been able to live through Zach Moss when they've had Anthony Richardson. When they have not had Anthony Richardson, they've been able to deal with that. Uh, again, outside of the Rams game, you know, the defensive line, uh, Zaire Franklin, the front seven has been solid. I, I just, you know, we'll see what happens the rest of the season, but through five weeks, weeks and it could change. I feel like Steichen and company have got everything that they could ask for out of the level of talent and the level of youth that they have on this team. Yeah, and I want to mention a name that, you know, is probably not on the radar, but Tony Sperano Jr., the new offensive line coach, Andy, I mean, that was really the only significant thing the Colts did this offseason with their O-line. You know, Blake Freeland was a fourth round pick and, you know, isn't a starter. Um, and I feel like the O-line to me, there's been some moments this year. It's not all the way there, but there's been some moments where I'm thinking, okay, they could be getting back to that upper echelon group that was certainly there at times 2018. I'd say argue even a little bit 2021 as Jonathan Taylor led the league in rushing that season. And, you know, that was such the root of so many issues for this team last year was poor offensive line play. And I do think the variety of quarterbacks, whether it's Minshew being decisive or Richardson's ability uh, to extend a little bit, those, you know, that certainly helps when you have that at quarterback as well. Um, I do want to signal out Moss and Josh Downs for a second. You know, I think of the start of the year, Andy, who would step up at the skill group? You know, who would be taking the torch? You know, okay, you know, Jonathan Taylor coming back from the injury. Okay, that that question. Is Michael Pittman like a legit on question number one? Okay, that question. What does Alec Pierce look like in week two? And yet here you are in a week five win over your division rival, and it's a guy in Moss in a contract year, and it's a guy in Downs as a rookie. They did the heavy lifting for you yesterday. And if you remove the Moss touchdown run, which obviously is foolish to do, but so many times I feel like you hear coaches in a post-game press conference say, man, you know, we you know, thought the run defense played pretty well. They just gashed us for that one big one. Well, first off, the one big one does matter. But let's just play that game. All right, Zach Moss, take out his 50-whatever-it-was, 66-7-yard touchdown By the run. way, the Titans are susceptible to what you saw, and that's big plays. We had an Asheville but guest they, on. They yeah. have been the number one-ranked run defense. Coming into yesterday. Oh, sure they are. No, I'm not taking anything away from what the Colts did. Uh, the Colts dominated up front. And that's what stands out to me, is if you take out the big Moss run, 22 for 109. The Titans haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in 20 games. 22 for 109. That's five yards a pop, again, from him. And then you go to Downs, and he just looks like a seasoned veteran. He... Um, made a variety of different types of catches yesterday. He did some stuff after the catch as well. He was targeted six times. He had 97 yards. The third and 16, of course, was the big play from Richardson where he kind of went up and got that ball as well. I think the expectation with Moss, Andy, was always there, You know that, that he would be a pretty impactful guy. You wouldn't have to wait too, too long for it. But again, it's one thing to think that. It's another thing to see it, and we certainly saw it yesterday. So outside of the O-line play and then Freeland in there for Ryman, uh, those two individuals, Moss and Downs, to me, deserve mention. Quickly, here's Shane Steichen yesterday on Zach Moss's big day. 
I mean, he ran hard. He had good vision. He popped a few, obviously, that third and one. They were in kind of a zero-plug look, and he popped it for 50-plus. Uh, and then, obviously, that third down backed up. Great job by the defense getting that stop on fourth down. That was huge. And then to get that 15-play drive, but that third down he caught out of the backfield to go down the sidelines to get some momentum there was huge. But just resilient, running tough, taking care of the football, uh, making big plays for us. I think Moss just knows who he is. Like, he knows his running style. He's committed. He gets downhill. He bounces off guys. He had a huge third down catch on that clock-eating drive, which iced it early on in that series where, you know, if you get stopped there, you you are going to have to punt. It's not going to be great field position. All of those things. A couple calls we can get to as well. Mark, let's go with Ray here on this Monday morning. Good morning, Ray. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you doing? doing? All righty. I just want to touch on something really quickly here before I get into the reason why I did call. Um, The AR thing is unfortunate. It's highly unfortunate. But, you know, we just got to live with it right now. But it's, it's Victory Monday. It's time to go in about that game that we seen yesterday. Um, the Colts pulled Tennessee's pants down and laid them across <laughs> our lap, and we spanked them all day. Quite hey, a visual. I, I, I was there. I seen it, man. I seen it from start to finish. We laid them across our lap. We spanked them. It, it, this was long coming. And, you know, I got into the stadium about 11.30, and I usually get there about 12.50 to, uh, for the flag and, you know, to hear the national anthem. But I got there early. Some told me to get there early. And, you know, I want to touch on um, one of your colleagues who scoffed at me in touchdown town. I told him, man, I said, we, run, we still run the South, and we're the bullies of the AFC. And he laughed at me. And, and, and that's JMV. He laughed at me. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I said. Okay, okay you should have spanked JMV in yeah, touchdown. Yeah, you should have set the tone. Yeah, you should have put yeah. JMV across your lap, yeah. as you so eloquently yeah. said. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to, but I said, you know what? We're we're going to see. Okay, and, and we got in there and we ripped them up. Stop Henry. Stop Ten Hill. And you know, Hopkins got a little garbage time yards, but. Who cares? We ripped them. Um, you know, we, we, we run the South now. I'm going to call it, man. I, I've been, you know, I can't hold off any longer. I can't hold off any longer, man. I've been waiting for this. Right. right. Outstanding. <laughs> I, I, there was an element of, like, is he whispering in the cube right now to make sure yeah. that it, I, th- I thought the voice got a little quieter when he said, laid him across the lap and just spanked him. I imagine him actually like, doing the hand motions as well, like he was yeah. spanking it while he was talking to us. But that save, sounded weird. Save that. No, it, it sounded weird because it was. It was weird. I, I don't feel like that's that's not how spanking goes anymore. The well, lane across the lap, and the, I mean, I, I yeah, don't know. Again, I, you I, guys are fathers. You I, guys, you know. No, I have not. I have not spanked Rosie <laughs> yet in her three years plus on this earth. Max, yeah, thirteen months old. Probably not. Uh, I'll tell you, got would, spanked. Marcus Freeman got spanked. Would be the yes, Marcus Freeman. Yeah, Jeff Rob did that spanked. to Marcus Freeman. We yeah. should do that. The Monday morning spanking. Who got spanked? Bill Belichick, uh, Marcus Freeman, who I keep wanting to call Mor- Morgan Freeman for some reason. No, yeah, he coached probably like Morgan. <laughs> Morgan Freeman would have coached there on Saturday. I do want to get to our goats of the weekend here in just a second. I feel like we've gotten a variety of Anthony Richardson reports here mm-hmm. on this Monday morning. So I guess just to try and kind of summarize it all, um, Anthony Richardson, we know, left the game. Right shoulder injury. The Colts um, have not reported anything on that. He is, or Shane Sykin is due for a conference call coming up at 2.30 today. So that will be the next update from the Colts. Uh, Andy, feel free to interject on who I've missed here, but it seems like whether it's Ian Rappaport, whether it's Diana Rossini, they have mentioned in that four to kind of six week window for uh, Richardson. You know, Stephen Holder you know, said that you know the team has confirmed nothing on that end just yet. Um, speaking of ESPN, that's obviously Stephen. Uh, this is from Jeremy Fowler of ESPN saying that Richardson is seeking a second opinion from renowned shoulder specialist Keith Meister. Okay. Per source. Get him on. Expected to miss this week, but team and players still charting course and gathering info. The belief is a sprained AC joint. So it does seem like a consensus has been sprained AC joint. Multiple opinions are being seeked out. 
he's going to miss time. Uh, the length of that time, whether you believe Rappaport, you believe Dan Rossini, four to six weeks. Others maybe are not ready to go to that timetable just yet. Yeah, Josina Anderson, we read that, what, last segment, you know, a third option coming up for Anthony Richardson. He and may she mentioned th- surgery? And she mentioned, hey, there's other plans and there's a plan out there. If that involves surgery, that will be talked about as well. So, I mean, we're just going to, you know, Steichen will have... Probably by the time he speaks today, we'll not have... I mean, Steichen's... We're not going to have any sort of answer, right? Like, this is going to happen not on a day where Steichen... Like, it's not going to be right after we get off the air. It's like, ah, he's out six weeks, and then Steichen's going to talk about it today. That's not my feeling on it. I, I'm just... I am interested in what Steichen thinks, because he has had to... He has had to pivot this season as much as... Just about as much as any coach in the NFL. Has he not? I mean, who has had the yeah, starting some, quarterback some issues? pivoting. You know, what, that's twice, you know, you've had to pivot for an entire half. Yeah, second plus. quarter, yeah. Uh, you know, that happened Houston early second quarter, obviously yesterday, late second quarter um, on that end. So, um, we'll continue to keep you updated, certainly. Uh, Jake and Jimmy will do that, and then John as well, if he's not being spanked by Ray, will uh, do that. That touchdown up here. club's a good idea. I mean, a $3 three. beer? Touchdown, right touchdown town. Yeah, touchdown touchdown town. town? You can run the 40, go get a $3 Bud Light? Come on, that's a good deal. Great deal. Take that to the press box. You know my thing. I've always said this. I just don't understand why you can't have beer in the press box. I, I've thought that well, every it's a working environment. college, NFL, anything. Come on, you you know you should be able to go up there and, and get a pop right for the second half. Get a corn dog. Get a get a slice of pizza. Well, you, you can get do a that. Bud Light. Let's well, go. Pizza and hot dogs ain't getting you drunk. <laughs> Alcoholic beverages though. People mix drink for probably, the second probably, half. I don't know if I want to see a few of my colleagues after a few pops watching the Colts game. All right, let's do our goats of the weekend right now. Who is the GOAT? I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. Jordan, here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! That's what I'm talking about! That's why he's the MVP! That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! Or GOAT. (laughs) This guy sucks. Of the week. All right, who wants to start it off? Because, yeah, I, I mean, to me, there's two ways we can go with goats, maybe I'll three go. ways for the entire, you know, weekend. I'm going to go lowercase, and it was okay. nice to, you know, watch that Notre Dame game, and then very quickly after the Notre Dame game <laughs> ended, and that just beat down that Louisville performed on the Irish and thought, you know what, Marcus Freeman, you should be happy that you're not associated with the University of Miami <laughs> oh, right man, now. this going to be mine. Mario Cristobal... Oh. In the worst clock management, and you know what? Credit to our guy who we had on just a couple weeks ago, Tim Hasselbeck. He was on the call. He was the color analyst for the game, Miami-Georgia Tech. Basically, all Miami has to do is kneel the ball down. They were what? Like at Georgia Tech's like 40, 30, something like okay, that? They, I have I have it pulled up because this was going to be mine. They were at the 20s, uh, the, yeah, the Georgia Tech 26-yard line. And they are leading. No, the 30-yard line, yes. They are leading the game. No timeouts for the Yellow Jackets. The play clock, we have gotten under 40 seconds. So you snap it one time, the game is going to be over with a (laughs) kneel down. Miami runs it up the gut. Georgia Tech, as you would guess, is stripping at the football like no other. They are able to pry it free. They recover it. And guys, it doesn't stop there. Then Georgia Tech drives down with no timeouts, throws like a mini Hail Mary, and they score and they win the game. 45, uh, yeah, so it's like, okay, so it's a lowercase goat on Cristobal, and then, sorry, you got to lay a little bit of blame on the the poor kid, Donald Chaney Jr., who fumbled fumbled the ball, and then the entire defense allows a 44-yard touchdown to someone by the name of Christian Leary. Mario Cristobal, it might be a top three recruiter in the country. I mean, he stinks as a head coach. Notre Dame needed that badly. So thank you, Mario Cristobal, for providing that. You know the thing that makes it even worse? This is the second time this has happened to Mario Cristobal. It happened happened when he was in Oregon. The guy gets huge jobs. Again, he can recruit right after the. Hours after this happened, they got a five star. (laughs) They did. Did he watch the ending? Hours hours after they botched that, they got a commitment from a five star. Mark, lowercase goat for you. Unbelievable. Uh, my lowercase goat is that Mac Jones is worse than Zach oh. Wilson. Jones completed only 12 passes of 22 attempts. He's he bad. threw two picks, no touchdowns. And what is becoming a weekly occurrence, he got pulled for Bailey Zappi. It's probably the least relevant and interesting Patriots team in decades. 
and he is the main cause because he is awful. So could we be getting in Germany, we're a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but in a month and three days, could we be getting Bailey Zappi against Gardner Minshew? Oh, man, line up Munich. (laughs) So if I'm not mistaken, I I think Frankfurt, Mark, remember? Frankfurt, Germany, it's the first games in Frankfurt. Miami, Kansas City is the week prior, right? So Mm -hmm. we're going to go from Tua Mahomes to (laughs) Minshew and Zappi? What is this garbage? <laughs> what am I watching? <laughs> no more nine. <laughs> we should outstanding we should, by Mark. Dyson. We should do Germany Sports Talk Radio. That is really good. That was very. That's some good. of the best stuff you've done. Well, okay, so both of those were basically going to be my. The only other one that I could throw out there would be in college football. Kentucky football talked big and went down, and guy was down like twenty. Was down four touchdowns to Georgia in the first five minutes. Yeah, they made Carson Beck look pretty good. They actually thought they were going to win the game. The only other one would be a fumble and an interception. A bad game for Lamar Jackson yesterday. I mean, the Ravens should be 4-1 right now. Uh, My all-caps GOAT. It is darn impressive to me to watch. You know, you you see on occasion NFL teams get into, and again, it doesn't happen super often, but, I mean, the Colts are one of them, where they win 10 regular season games in a row. They win 12 regular season games in a row. And it's like... Really impressive to see. But you, usually, what is the common trend with all those teams? They've got an unbelievable quarterback. They probably have the <laughs> best quarterback in the entire NFL. Peyton Manning and the Colts won how many regular season games in a row? All of a sudden, you've got the San Francisco 49ers who have now won 14 straight regular season games, and they have done that with Brock. I, I should say they started the streak with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they've moved to Brock Purdy, who at times you're thinking to yourself, what? And then there are moments last Purdy's night good, where you're man. like, he's man, good. he is good. But he's not, you know, Mahomes. Right. Or he's not Manning or Brady, etc. So I'm going to give it to Kyle Shanahan. And I know it might be a little premature to crown the 49ers. And it certainly helps. And if you look at this streak, it started with a Christian McCaffrey trade. But McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle, that helps a lot. But still, you win 14 in a row. And guys, they're blowing teams out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dallas was well thought of, that defense. Of course, Dallas's defense, you know, the first couple weeks, it was Jets and Giants. So let's settle down a little bit on that. I mean, 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, no interse- no interceptions. I mean, Brock Purdy right now, along with Tua, and probably who else would be on that short list? Abs- Christian McCaffrey would probably be on that list. Brock Purdy absolutely should be in the top three or four for NFL MVP right now. There's no doubt about it. eight games, 37 37- 37, 38, 30, 30, 30, 35, and then 42 points last night. Kyle Shanahan, right there for me. Brock Purdy's mine. He's legit. He's another outstanding performance from four touchdowns, 252 yards. They housed the Cowboys on national TV, improved to 10-0 as a starter, which is just incredible. They look like the legit Super Bowl favorites in either conference. I tell you what, I'll give some love because obviously the Niners and Brock Purdy was at the top of my list. I'll just go to college quickly. Uh, Brent Venables beating Texas and moving to what, 7-0 on the season? That rivalry always yeah, delivers. I, didn't, I did not think he would work there, and he went in the transfer portal and got a bunch on defense. I'm not a huge Dylan Gabriel fan, but that was a massive win, and they set themselves up pretty well here the rest of the way. So I'm going to give mine to Brent Venables just because I kind of crapped on him for the you know the first for the first year he was there in Oklahoma. Yeah, that, that's it. I, I love that like the noon rivalry kind of as you get into a little bit of a lull during the college football season, and Oklahoma Texas have provided that on a pretty should have given basis. mine to Jeff Brom. They yeah. wouldn't give us uh, him for an interview, otherwise I would have given it to. Thank Jeff you for Brom. not rubbing that. In. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. The pick on the opening drive just set the just, tone. Just, and then, I mean, they had, I mean, they remember the Hartman? Touchdown. Remember when Hartman was going to win the Heisman? Mark, yeah. remember that after who did Notre Dame beat? Was it Navy? They beat him by a hundred. Did 100? I say that? Oh, yeah. Well, no, you didn't. But no. gas bags on TV. Well, Hartman, you know, I, I was very well, optimistic about Notre Dame season, and now all of a sudden, it is looking like. I, Eight or nine wins so I, and move I, on. I had a buddy, big big U of L fan who 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 texted me this like like one a.m. Okay, he texted me like one a.m. and and he said, and he's not a Colts fan. Understand that he's not a Colts fan. And you know, there's some people that are listening to me and knows I made the move in markets and that's fine and everything. And he goes, you know what I want. I want to hear Kevin Bowen cry on Monday. Who that, is that, that? That's what he said. I go, you don't even know him. Who is this? It's just a buddy of mine. I go, you don't even know him. They want your tears. That's what they want. I'd love to. I, I'd love to do. 
to that guy what Ray, Ray. was describing Colts and Titans yesterday. <laughs> spank him like Ray was going to spank JMV. I just hate Louisville fans. Oh, I, I, I've told you, Andy, we went, my older brother and I went twice to Notre Dame at Louisville. This had been Freedom Hall back when Notre Dame met Luke Herringody. Notre Dame lost in overtime back-to-back years. We went double <laughs> overtime one year, single overtime. Oh, yeah. Those two played great games. The next year, unbelievable series. And walking out of Freedom Hall, I mean, these fans are, you know, pray to Yahweh, blah, blah, blah. And they're yelling at <laughs> me and my brother. I'm like, this. and these are like, we're talking like Big Monday games. So, you know, it's like the... 9.45, hell, it was overtime. Or like 10.30, you get back to your car, and it's like, oh, my God, now we have to drive home after this. And I, I just hate Louisville. I, I uh, There you go. I, I remember... I remember, I think the drunkest early crowd that I had been to is when, remember when Notre Dame played the one-off against Kentucky? And I think, I think it was it was, it was a Ben Hansborough that Notre Dame had. Didn't they have a Hansborough brother? Yeah, uh-huh. Was ben? it Ben? Was, well, is that they, who it was? They lost him in the Elite Eight. Are you, yeah, no, is it a regular season no, game? No, they played a regular season yeah. game in they Freedom Hall. They beat them and at, it's, a couple times. Yeah, at, um, it's the drunk. It's, well, this was against Kentucky. It's the drunkest, one of the drunkest basketball crowds that I had ever seen. I feel like they're always just drunk. Yes. And obnoxious. Yes. yes. Which yes. I guess those kind of go hand in hand. Your Notre Dame team is going to live bitter. in Louisville lore of one of the five, six, seven games where they're going to look back in their program and say, remember when we did this and we stormed the field and everything else. And isn't it's that it, damn Sam Hartman, man. Isn't it crazy how quickly it can turn? And I feel like in college football, it can turn really quickly. Oh, your like, season's over. Like two weeks ago, yeah. Notre Dame's a foot away yeah. from having yeah. the win of the college football season, being in the forefront of a playoff spot. And now it's like, is Marcus Freeman the right man for the job? Like it, it, it just turns so. so we need quickly. to do a check down, but Jimmy Cook, you know our guy at noon. Jimmy Cook said, "Life is full of things to manage: your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta." And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Honeymoon's over. I assume that's for Jonathan Taylor, who gets his money. I know what Mark well Dyton's done. doing on this Monday morning. We're reading between the lines here. KB and Andy hanging out with you in the DriveHubler.com studios. We're going to take some calls. 317-239-1070. Now what for the Colts? Anthony Richardson out uh, at least a month. Shane Steichen will be speaking with the media today. Perhaps we get a little bit more clarity today, but it's going to be Gardner Minshew's team. Actually, it's Zach Moss's team right now if you look at it that way all the Jonathan Taylor stuff obviously the Anthony Richardson injury and, and then on top of it a massive win in Lucas Oil and again that that's the report from NFL Network so far nothing yet from the Colts on Richardson but yeah Ian Rapport reporting about an hour ago that a grade three AC sprain for Anthony Richardson uh, likely to miss a month if not more uh, certainly some things to watch for uh, any move to injured reserve would put Richardson on the shelf for at least four games. Shane Steichen to meet the media later today. Um, so we'll certainly keep you updated 
on that end. Um, I do want to get into the game, Andy, because, you know, when you have, and, you know, I said this all week long, like this is a game that you would label as a rival. If there's anybody on your schedule that would fall into this sort of rival label, it would be Tennessee with how they've beaten you. Yesterday was the first win you've had over them at home since 2018. It's just astonishing how the Titans have controlled this series. And I thought, fittingly, you did to them what they've done to you. And they have controlled the line of scrimmage in this matchup. And I think that is what has frustrated Jim Irsay, in that these two teams are built in very similar fashions. And Tennessee has been the better team, and certainly the more consistent team overall, in the Mike Vrabel era. But I thought your offensive line played really, really good. Certainly, Zach Moss running it, but I thought they protected, whether it was Richardson or Minshew, very well. And I thought your D-line, it wasn't perfect by any means, Andy, but what they did to Henry, holding him to less than three and a half yards per carry, stands out. And I just thought your defense was timely. The, the, the amount of red zone stops they got, certainly the fourth and one stuff there, uh, that was a huge, huge play. And again, fittingly for me, it was... You get the fourth down stuff, and then all of a sudden, with eight minutes to go in the game, you're backed up on your own goal line. You've got Gardner Minshew in it. You dial up this 14-play, seven-minute kind of clock-eating, grind it out. You get the third down. Tennessee's thinking we can get off the field. Boom, a big conversion. Same thing. Get the third down. Tennessee thinks they've got hope. Boom, a huge conversion there. And by the time Tannehill took over, after that Matt Gay field goal, the game was pretty much over. So I, I, I don't want to lose sight of in this immediate, you know, less than 24 hours after what happened, Andy, for the first time in seven times of walking out of Lucas Oil Stadium, Colts fans got to celebrate a win, and they got to do it against a team that has had your number over the past few years. I was walking to my car, and there was a guy that looked like Gardner Minshew. And even his buddies were like, hey, this is the quarterback. He left the locker room early. I'm like, that guy does look like Gardner Minshew. So guys with long hair all over the city of Indianapolis. They can pull that off. Uh, <laughs> They're going to be able to have some fun uh, if they go out to bars. Listen, you know what this game... Now, this was... This was something I said before the game, and I, I, I would have taken this as a win and Anthony Richardson playing well. And obviously, he got injured in the second quarter, which can change, I guess, some of the data here. But this win to me, KB, it kind of gave the Colts some staying power. Does that make sense? Like, that they're just not going to slink away? And, you know, if, if you back up the Puka Nakua uh, career game, okay, and, and to that that kind of a loss on Sunday, and then it's six in a row against the Titans, and then it, now you're going over a year because you go to Jacksonville next week. Now you're over a year winning at Lucas Oil, and it was it was even a bigger win considering what was going on with Anthony Richardson. I always say, okay, what's the alternative to what actually happened? Well, KB, the alternative is yes. You gave JT the extension, and he only got, you know, just a little bit of run three yards per carry yesterday. But you would have lost Anthony Richardson, and you would have lost him to the hands of Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans, and you would have lost the game, right? I mean, like yesterday could have been an all-out terrible game. You leave feeling... I don't know if confidence the word, but there is competence still there with a backup quarterback. It's not confidence, but it's competence. And a lot of these teams in the NFL can go to their backup quarterback and there's not competence. And you know that. You see that yeah. all over the league. He's not and the Colts volatile. have that. Yes. That, yeah, like backups can be volatile. Like you don't know what you're going to get from them of, hey, you know. There might be that darling game of like, oh my gosh, he, he, Jacoby just threw for 300 yards. Are, are we going to have a quarterback debate discussion on Monday morning and insert NFL City here with Minshew? He's, every time he's been asked to go into the game this year, Andy, it's been pretty efficient as a as a passer. And he hasn't turned it over. He hasn't and, made and, the mistakes this lost the game. The right? the biggest thing is like you, you don't have those turnover-worthy plays. And right now with how Zach Moss is running it, you can lean on that. And if your defense is making enough plays. Again, I, I think more than anything with the win, it is, it's not the end-all, be-all message, because I still think Jacksonville deserves to be labeled as the favorite in the AFC South for this season. But Andy, for once in a long time, unfortunately, the Colts said, alright, enough of not being a presence at home. 
Enough of not being notable in the AFC South. The Colts have been an afterthought in this division over the last year, year plus. Probably dates back more like two or three years. And with this win, all of a sudden this is crazy to even think about. Last year the Colts won one AFC South game. One game out of six in this lowly division last season. It's October 9th, and now you've won two divisional games. And you still got three more to go this season, but you've already won two. So, again, these are all just kind of steps forward that for your entire operation, chain and etc., these are necessary moments. And again, it's going to set up a really, really important Week 6 divisional matchup, especially considering you've already lost at home to Jacksonville this season. Um, but, but you know, before we just get into the deep end of Richardson's injury, into the deep end with Taylor Contract, I do think guys like Zach Moss, guys like Josh Downs, the play of the offensive line, the play of the defense in those red zone settings, what Gardner Minshew did in relief, that needs to be commended because you haven't walked out of that stadium as a winner in nearly a year. You haven't beaten that opponent in multiple seasons. That should be celebrated. Yeah, I want to get to Steichen on Zach Moss here in a second. We'll take some calls, 239-1070. So, KB, I want you to put your... Now, you usually would be there, so I'm sitting up there in the beautiful press box of Lucas Oil yesterday, and I want you... So, AR has left the game at this point, okay? And we all know the competence of Gardner Minshew, right? Like, we understand that. I'm sitting there, and that game is 10-6, to and they go for it on fourth down. Do the Colts. I didn't love that. Okay. Well, no. At that point, I'm saying, listen, you got to back up in. Points are going to be at a premium. Take the field goal and lead by seven, right? I I was with you. And then Steichen drew up a play that was open. And Granson was open, and for whatever reason, you know, Minshew, Granson, they could not connect. And at that I mean, Granson point... Granson was open, but let's not act like Minshew had some layup of a throw oh, there. No, I mean, no. he had a defender no, he, uh, right uh, uh, in no, his no, face. Listen, understandable, but that was one of those plays where if they make that play... I'm, I'm saying I'm sitting there, and Anthony Richardson's out of the game. And so everyone's kind of stunned. I mean, everyone's like, okay... It, is, I mean, it was, it was bad. I mean, he's writhing, he's writhing in pain on the ground. You know this right. guy at that point. You know he's going to miss time. It's just throwing shoulder. It's not his left arm. Like, you're worried. If you're a Colts fan, you're thinking, okay, is this guy going to be out for the season? I mean, that's that's a, that's literally a conversation that's going on, and you get to a fourth down call, and it's a big call, and it's a ballsy call by Shane Steichen in a game where that, I mean, we if they lose, we could go back to that play and say, well, we could Monday morning quarterback that play, and they could not connect, and, you know, the defense was in the face. One of the few times that I thought the defensive line for the Titans was very good. I I thought they were one of the more disappointing units on the entire field yesterday, quite frankly. Um, And and they can't make that connection. And you go in leading by four, and it's 10-6 at halftime, and it should be a touchdown and an extra point lead. Um, And and that ended up not mattering. And they had to go get the ball and drive, like you said. Uh, It just, to me, that win was about staying power. To me, that win was about, we got to coach here that's not a bum uh, that was about hey we have we have a team a guy like Minchu, a guy like Zach Moss that are playing their asses off an offensive line that the last couple weeks has kind of been through it and they're playing their asses off I don't know to me that was it was a gut check and it was a hey at least for a nice chunk of this season we are going to be in games and we are going to be able to win and winning for other teams for visiting teams in Lucas Oil is not going to be the layup that it's been the last calendar right. year or so and again look at the schedule I mean, this schedule has coin flips galore Saints, all over Browns, it. I mean, Patriots. It is, there is not one game you look at the rest of the year and think, oh yeah, the Colts are a five and a half point underdog. Yeah, I, I, honestly, Sunday is probably the hardest game they'll have the rest of the season. I think the you, early line. You're probably is four right. Four and a half. You're probably right. Who knows what Cincinnati looks like in December? Obviously, they finally showed up yesterday. Um, I do want to mention Blake Freeland at left tackle from yesterday, Andy, because I thought for how disappointing, and understandably, his first start was against the Rams. Obviously, it helps when you're not playing Aaron Donald, uh, but I thought much better from him yesterday in his second start for Bernard Ryman. Um, And then again, just for those that have missed it this morning, Ian Rappaport around 6, 630 reported that uh, Anthony Richardson 
had suffered a grade three AC sprain in that throwing shoulder and that he would miss a month if not more. Now, Stephen Holder just reported this, Andy. The Colts, as of this moment, he puts that in uh, little mm-hmm. stars around it, right. do not have an official diagnosis on Anthony Richardson's right shoulder per team source. So, team source there, I, I would guess Rappaport is more of from the Richardson side of it, um, but that is me just um, guessing on that. I thought there was a report yesterday that the MRI was happening last night. Yeah, Rappaport, he's the first one that had the that kind of had the injury report when it happened uh, as well. Yeah, I thought that was going to be last night and we get some. Well, maybe it was last night and Rappaport is reporting more clarity this morning. I yeah. don't know. So again, we will continue to keep you updated. But the NFL Network report is from Ian Rappaport, Anthony Richardson to miss a month, if not more on that. Uh, Shane Steichen scheduled for a 2.30 conference call today, so we'll see some confirmation on that end. All right, let's take a couple of calls here. Again, 317-239-1070 for that. Let's begin with Mark on this Monday morning. Good morning, Mark. Hey, guys. Got three kind of comments, and I'll uh, hang up at the end here and hear what you have to say. But um, First of all, congratulations to the Colts. Uh, the Reggie Wayne curse against Tennessee is now broken. If you remember in 2018, his speech at the draft, he was putting Tennessee down because we'd kicked their ass like 17 times in a row. We hadn't done crap against them since then. So that curse is broken. Uh, the second thing is I wish JT would have been more professional. The most underpaid guy on the team is Zaire Franklin. And look, you don't hear him squawking about needing more money. He's going to handle that in the off season. Third thing is Anthony Richardson. I, I've been a season ticket holder and a Colts fan for quite a while. He's starting to remind me about another uh, of another high draft pick that the Colts had, and unfortunately, he was heavy promise and due to injuries didn't deliver. His name is Steve Entman, and I hope I'm wrong with that comment. Mark, like thank you. Appreciate it, Mark. Um, the JTs, I air. Uh, I don't know if I can go there. Just apples to apples on that end. But let, let, let's go with the last one, Andy. About you know Steve Etman for Anthony Richardson. Someone tweeted at me uh, yesterday. Is there a Jonathan Bender feel to you know Anthony Richardson in the start to the career? Andy, I don't know how anyone can have watched the first five games of Anthony Richardson's career and not be. Encouraged by the play on his field and equally as discouraged about how long of a career window is he going to have. And that might be too dark of a comment to make, but that is my prevailing thought of watching Richardson so far. We are talking about 11 quarters played, 9 quarters missed in 5 weeks. We're talking about 4 different injuries to 4 separate body parts. It's not like Andy, he... Uh, hurt his ankle injury in week one, and all of a sudden the strain on the ankle led to a knee injury in week two. You know, like something like that. These are four very different injuries, all again from running plays, all from outside of the pocket. We've yet to see him get rolled up on in the pocket or the big defensive lineman falling on him and things like that. And then it's so unfortunate, but that is my prevailing thought here on October 9th, that you just worry about how long is this going to be there? The goal with drafting a guy at four overall at that position is this is a dude that could play at a high level for a six or an eight or maybe even a decade-long run. And right now, if you were to say, Kevin Bowen, is that going to happen? I can't say that with any confidence. Uh, listen, I said to begin the show that I'm an 8 out of 10 when it comes to worry on Anthony Richardson. That's just where I'm at. He's going to have to play and string a bunch of games together, and I'm with you. It's not just, like, I don't know. Like You don't want him to be injured. It's not just one major injury that he's dealt with because then you could say it's be- like Aaron Rodgers, and I know he's 40 years old, and it was on that crazy turf at MetLife and everything else, but Aaron Rodgers this year has one major injury, right? And you lo- you could look at it, and you would look at it and say, well, that's a fluke, right? You know, a guy popped his Achilles. You know, that's terrible. Uh, you know, it's terrible luck. And, you know, things happen in the NFL. It's a collision sport. 
With Anthony Richardson, it's been a lower leg injury. It's been a now throwing shoulder for a month plus. It's been a concussion where he's missed a game and a half. And I think the reason, because of Steichen and because of Minshew and because they have been solid other places, and yes, you could even throw in there, perhaps because of the schedule, you know, they've been able to win some of these games, KB. If they lose yesterday to Tennessee and they lose, what was it, week two to Houston, and they lose those games where Anthony Richardson's not a part of those games, how different is the conversation? We can mask it a little bit with they have a good coach, they have a really good backup, and they're able to win, and they have won some games. If we were talking about Anthony Richardson compiled with losing yet again over a year at Lucas Oil, losing for the sixth straight time against the Tennessee Titans, that would be a different discussion. And then the other thing for me, I just, I don't view like, this is not like the play caller's fault. Does that make sense? Like if, if you're going to have Anthony Richardson, whether it's scrambles or a few designed runs, that's what you're going to do. You don't draft the yeah, number four I, overall if you're going to say, hey I man, just sit in the yeah, pocket all game I, Like long. with RG3, I felt like there was some malpractice there. I don't feel like for a second this season, there has been, well, Steichen's putting him out there to where his body uh, can get hit and where he can absorb those hits. Even in a few runs he had yesterday, he was sliding. He took a one-yard He took a one-yard play earlier in the game where he slid. Yeah, his it, playing style has yeah, changed a it, little it, bit It, it has, and it's not like they're running him like Lamar Jackson was, was ran early in his career in Baltimore or definitely in college. And like that's, that's also what worries me even more is there's nothing I can point to and say, well, I mean, Shane Sykin's running this guy 18 times a game and everything's involved around him running the ball. I don't feel like the Colts' offense is, in, is, is all about Anthony Richardson running the football. Again, I don't. One more national report here from Anthony Rich or on Anthony Richardson. This would be Diana Rossini just left the ESPN over at the Athletic now and she has been uh, I would say pretty on point with this story um, since the Richardson injury first developed yesterday. Uh, she is in line with Ian Rappaport here. Uh, she says Anthony Richardson had the, had the MRI on his shoulder. The Colts are waiting for the results to confirm the initial diagnosis of a grade 3 AC joint sprain. The team is bracing for the QB to miss four to six weeks of time. Again, Andy, just to go over what that would look like here. If he were to miss the next four weeks, a month, that's at Jacksonville, home to the Browns, home to the Saints, at the Panthers. If you go a little over a month, November 12th, you're in Germany against the Patriots. Your bye week is November 19th. Nothing from the Colts yet. Stephen Holder's made that very clear so far. Shane Steichen will meet the media later today. But if we're looking four to six weeks, basically, Andy, what that means is this. Through the first 10 games of the season, uh, so what is that? 40 quarters of action. He will have played in 25% of those 40 quarters. And then returning from the bye week, he would have seven games to possibly play in. So if you want to kind of get into the 17-game rookie season for Anthony Richardson, if this is a month to six weeks, you're looking at around a half of the year he's played. And that's assuming he, of course, stays healthy for the final seven weeks of the season. And, of course, based off what we've seen so far, that would probably be foolish to make that assumption just yet. I want to take some calls in the 8 o'clock hour, plus the Jonathan Taylor contract. Did you consider it stunning? That was a word that was making its way around NFL circles on Saturday. Let's do that again. A crispy start to this week here in Indianapolis. Thanks for tuning in. It's Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on 93.5, 107.5, The Fan.